0: You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our very first uncanceled podcast Uh, and if you're watching on our impact YouTube page welcome to you as well if you are watching on YouTube make sure to like subscribe drop a comment and then uh, go ahead and click the little bell so that you could see it when we post our videos you don't want to miss any of this awesome content that we have coming to you guys here it's going to be fire Uh, but I want to start real quick with a fun fact for you guys all right I'm going to start with a fun fact. I'm ready. Fun fact, Mary was probably, most scholars believe, between 13 and 15 years old when she gave birth to Jesus, and Joseph was like between 18 and 21 years old. That would be a crime in America for that to take place. Like Joseph would be in prison right now, and uh, jo- uh, Jesus would have grown up without a father in his life. But, you know, that that's fortunate that we weren't in those times. It wasn't weird back then, I promise you. God didn't do anything <laughs> sinful or anything like that. But I thought that I'd share that fact with you guys. We're going to do that every single week, a little fun fact with you guys at the beginning of the podcast, if that's all right.
0: That's a cool fact. Uh,
1: but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, for those of you guys that don't know me, I'm Joey Santora, uh, and uh, I'm the youth pastor here at Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, and I'm joined by my very soon-to-be wife, Brianna. Brianna, say hello to the people.
0: Hi, people. I'm Brianna. I'm his fiance.
1: Very good. Very Very happy to
0: be here. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) But uh, we're so happy you guys decided to tune in. Uh, Today's topic that we're going to be talking about is living out victory. Living out victory. And... Victory is actually what the theme of our retreat for our youth group just was, that we got back from this past weekend. uh, And uh, God did some amazing things on this retreat. We had a great speaker in Preston Shuttlesworth. He came in and ministered powerful words. Uh, And one of my favorite testimonies from the weekend, Brianna, was the fact that uh, one of our students, she didn't want to come at all her mom basically forced her to come and she was like i don't really even want to come but i guess i'll go and she went and she said she'd never felt god touch her the way that she uh was touched at the retreat
0: That's
1: amazing and uh that the power of god just touched her now she wants to come to youth group every single week prior to the retreat she had been to youth group one time and she wow. didn't want to come back but God touched her a lot and, uh, she's going to be coming tonight. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday here. And so, uh, she's going to be coming to youth group tonight and uh, we're excited to see her, but that's a powerful testimony. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite testimonies, there's a girl, um, I got to meet and she was telling me how she, she would get really nervous to use her gift for God, which she sings. And so she'd get nervous every time before she sang. And, um, nervous to the point where it wasn't even time for her to sing when we were talking and she was getting overwhelmed. So we prayed together and that, that heaviness just lifted off of her and she said it didn't come back. She felt so much lighter and that fear was like gone.
1: Yeah. Uh, Fear, fears from the devil. Um, We are, we had a victory retreat and we saw students just have victory over a lot of things, Uh, fear being one of them, depression, anxiety, all things that, you know, God doesn't want his children to uh, to deal with because we have victory over those things. Amen. Uh, but uh, we're talking about living out victory today. And, you know, we have seen students experience victory on the retreat and see the victory that they already have in Christ. But I think the biggest problem that I see with students and with just people in general is they have a moment where they feel victorious in Christ, but then they don't actually live and walk out that victory after the initial thing takes place. Right. Yeah. And I feel like the biggest problem Uh, in our society. And the thing that causes this is a lack of teaching in the fact that you can actually walk in victory. There's there doesn't need to be all these valleys and mountaintops and things of that (laughs) nature where we're walking, you know, one minute God threw me into a valley and the next minute he's letting me walk on a mountaintop. Like you can just walk in steady victory uh, in Christ. Um, And Brianna, if if you want to read the scripture in uh, Ephesians uh, 18 through, uh, through 23, uh, Ephesians, I'm sorry, Ephesians 1, 18 through 23. Uh, this scripture just really sets the stage uh, for why we know that we can actually walk and live in victory with Christ. And so, is going to read that scripture for us so we can see it.
0: Okay, so verse 18. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, the holy people. You are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Amen,
1: amen. So Christ is seated in the heavenly realms, but then Brianna, if you could go to Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2, starting in verse three. So Christ is seated in the heavenly realms, and he's, he's seated. Uh, the the scripture says above all all power, authority, and it even says in some translations anything that has a name. But then it says this in Ephesians two,
0: verse three. Verse three, yeah. Okay, all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires. And oh, wait, am I reading the wrong thing?
1: No, <laughs> you're and not reading it of our
0: simple nature. But our very nature, by our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead.
1: Right. And uh, and he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And gonna read Keep the going. verse after that.
0: <laughs> okay. I didn't know it. to stop. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved for he raised us. From the dead, along with Christ, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Right Be- there.
1: Oh. Right there. He <laughs> seated us with him in the heavenly realms. So Christ is seated in heavenly places, mm-hmm. right? And that's where that's where God put him. He seated him in, at the right hand of God in heavenly places. But then it says in Ephesians 2 that we have been seated with Christ. And so if Christ is seated in heavenly places far above any ruler, any power, or anything that has a name, and we are seated with Christ, and that means that we are also seated above all power, above anything that has a name, and above anything that can come at us in life. So yeah. that that's how we can be confident that we can actually live in victory. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go ahead and Brian and I are going to talk about four keys to walking out and living out victory. And the first key that I want to share with you guys is removing sin or things that cause you to sin. Removing sin or things that cause you to sin. And I'll explain what I mean by that exactly in just a second. But it is so important when it comes to living out victory to remove sin and things that cause you to sin. And we know this from Hebrews chapter 12 in verse one, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Mm -hmm. Sin is, Will trip us up so easily. We want to live this life of of victory. We want to live in victory over depression, victory over sickness, victory over anxiety. We don't want to see those things creep into our lives. But so many times we forget to get rid of those things that will uh, trip us up and cause us to fall, cause us to uh, come out of covenant with God. And especially this is true when it comes to uh, healing. And we'll talk about that in our next podcast, hindrances to divine healing. But it is so important to make sure that we get rid of sin. So things that we know are sin, but even things that, you know, could cause us to sin in, in the first place. If you're in a relationship with someone that just constantly causes you to sin and anytime you're around them you're bound to do something wrong that's probably something you have to just like the script uh, scri- uh scripture says is strip off strip those things off get rid of it it yeah. doesn't need to be in your life anymore and it's going to become increasingly difficult to live out victory if that if that uh, thing is in your life
0: yeah and it it's like holding you it ends up being like something that actually holds you back right. from the victory just like the verse says that it's like a hindrance it literally holds you down from walking in the full like the fullness of everything that God has given us through the victory in Christ.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sin sin uh, can destroy us. Like, yes, yeah. sin has been forgiven, you know, by Christ and stuff like that. On the cross, he died for our sin. Anyone that gives their life to him uh, has forgiveness of sin. They're washed clean. All of those things are true. Absolutely. But what a lot of people have strayed away from is actually like holy living yeah. and the benefits of living a holy life and the fact that that's what maintains victory. I've had people say to me that's before, good. Many times in my life, people I went to school with at Bible college, even students sometimes, you know, Pastor Joey, you always say that I can live out victory and you always say that I can have victory, but I just don't, I just, you know, I'm not experiencing that. And more oftentimes than not, I'll, I'll say, is there something in your life that you're doing? that you need to get rid of? Yeah. And the answer is often yes, because when that thing is in your life, it's like you're trying to have one foot in the world and you're trying to have one foot out of the world yeah, at the it same can't time. can't work. Can't work. It won't happen. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's basically impossible to live a life of victory and receive everything that Jesus has for us if we're holding on to the sin that the scripture says so easily trips us up and causes us to stumble and not remain in, uh, in communion with God. Um so removing sin, the things that actually uh things that we're doing that are actually wrong that we shouldn't do in our life according to god's word um or like even uh things that could end up causing us to sin or could lead us into sin uh you know i I just want to say one more thing about yeah. that i you know I, I've even heard people like you know they say something like you know uh I didn't have you know well, depression, I came to, you know, church or whatever, and I got prayed for, and I I felt joy. I didn't have depression anymore. And then they're like, but then, you know, I I left, and a couple days later, I had depression again. And in the same breath, they start talking about how they were drinking, about how they were having sex with their boyfriend or their girlfriend, Mm -hmm. how they were, you know, doing something they shouldn't be doing. And I just sit there, and I go, you know, that's the reason why that depression has come back on you, because sin brings about a spirit of fear, sin brings about things you don't want to have in your life.
0: Yeah, staying, walking a holy life will help you keep the victory, will help you like keep it in your life. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So removing sin or things that even could lead you into sin, and that could be different for, for anybody, that could be, you know, a certain TV show, it could lead you into sin. I don't know, maybe you think that one of the actors or actresses is attractive (laughs) and it leads you to sin. But for someone else, it doesn't lead them to sin. It's important to get rid of those things that could cause you to fall into sin. Um, So that's the first key. The second key to living out victory is knowing the word and speaking the word. Uh, Brianna, if you want to if you want to go ahead and read Luke 4 uh, yes. in Jesus' temptation from the devil.
0: Okay, so starting in verse 3. Then the devil said to him, If you are the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone.
1: That's right. And so Jesus, he, he quotes a scripture when the devil tries to tempt him. See, the reason why that was a temptation was because Jesus was supposed to be fasting and he was consecrating himself to the Lord and he was being tempted to eat. And so he uh, says the scripture. And uh, one, of, one of my favorite ones that Jesus really refutes, uh, if you want to read, Brianna, the last temptation sure. uh, of Jesus
0: um, so in verse nine, it says, then the devil took him to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you and they will hold you Oh wait, I'm not reading the right one. Am I? Oh, I am. Okay, sorry. And he will hold, they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. But Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting him, he left him until the next opportunity came.
1: Right. So the reason why I pointed that out, so Jesus, he spoke the word whenever the devil tempted him. So he started in the first temptation with just like, hey, you're hungry, go ahead and eat. And so that wasn't very enticing. Jesus, he, he just spoke the word. He said, you know, I, I let, no, like, I'm not going to do that. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he knew the scripture. So he's able to speak the scripture. And that's the key. He knew the scripture. Yeah. If. Jesus didn't actually know the word of God. He wouldn't have been able to speak the word of God when that temptation actually came into his life yeah. and took place. He wouldn't even know what to say. Yeah, I am hungry. And then you start thinking about it. Yeah, you know what? I am kind of hungry on this fast. You know what? Maybe God wouldn't mind if I don't do this fast anymore. And then we end up leading our, ourselves astray instead of taking authority over our thoughts right away and speaking the word of God over them.
0: Yeah, yeah and it's powerful because... It's not like he's just, you know, fighting against how he feels, you know, just saying, oh, no, I'm not going to I'm just I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat. But he's actually saying something that that has power using the scripture. It's not yeah. just your own willpower. You're not just saying, I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But instead, you're actually fighting back with something that has power. Yeah. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That That's that's huge because. Uh, So many times, you know, people just say, you know, I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to sin. That's a terrible mindset to have. I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to sin. It's kind of like just thinking about, you know, how like sometimes your parent when you were younger would say like, don't eat the cookie. And you'd be like, I'm not going to eat the cookie. I'm not. And you just keep thinking about the cookie, and then eventually you actually eat it. And it's like, no. Instead, say what the word of God says yeah. to counteract that thing, and focus on what the word says instead of just focusing on not sinning. It's not about just not sinning. It's about living in victory, yeah. like actually having authority and making progress in in our lives.
0: Yeah, I think also, and just like recognizing that using the word actually it has power. Because I, I just like we were just saying, I used to think the same way. Like, OK, if I just try hard enough to not sin, like I'll be good. Like then right. I'll be able to I'll be able to walk holy and stay that way. But the truth is, is that I needed to have a something I could stand on and say, no, like I'm going to stand up against this temptation because the word of God, I can speak the word of God. Absolutely. So, it, you know, recognizing that what you're saying actually has authority. It's not just empty words. But it actually does something.
1: Absolutely, and you know that's uh, this actually goes into um, healing. Uh, we're going to talk about that again in our next podcast. And if you were at Impact uh, when uh, last Wednesday night, uh, you heard me talk about healing. But uh, you know, when it comes to healing, speaking the word of God for your physical body to be healed is so key. Speaking uh, life over your body, speaking with the word of God. Thank you, Jesus, that you took my sickness and disease. That's a scripture. The Bible actually says that, you know, speaking, speaking the scripture. And, you know, despite what's going on around you, despite the temptations that you're facing to walk away from living a life of victory, you can go ahead and speak the word of God over your life. But another thing I want to point out, and this is super important, is that Jesus not only knew the scripture and like read the scripture, but he actually understood it as well because the devil actually tried to tempt Jesus with the scripture. Mm. He said, go ahead and throw yourself off of the top of this temple in a way to kind of show off. And he says, what, you know, the scripture says that, you know, like the angels will protect you. And Jesus, he turned around and he said, no, no, no. He says, you're not, basically, in other words, that's not what the scripture is really referring to, to put the Lord your God to a foolish test. He understood the idea of properly uh, getting scripture, understanding it, interpreting it properly. And where my students that are watching can get that from is by going through discipleship, actually listening to what your leadership and your spiritual authority in your life have to say so that you don't find yourself in a situation where you're even being tempted by Taking a scripture out of its proper context.
0: Yeah. And like as you're reading the word of God and you have questions, just write them down and come ask a leader because you don't want to end up believing something that isn't, it isn't actually saying. So it's important that as you, you know, don't get discouraged as you read the word when you feel confused, but write that question down or even ask God to help you understand what the word of God is saying so that you know how to apply it to your life.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, another thing to to, to point out with that uh, is ask the Holy Spirit to actually help you when you start reading yeah. the Bible. Like today, I, I promise you, I'm not just blowing smoke here, but today... <laughs> Uh, I went to read the Bible and I asked the Holy Spirit to help like teach me something and help me understand the word. Like that is so important to actually ask the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the Bible uh, to say, hey, like help me understand and apply this to my life. And when you do that, you'll you'll watch and see as as uh, you'll begin to have greater understanding uh, for the word of God.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And lastly, what I'll say is that death and life is in the power of the tongue. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs, that death and life is in the power of the tongue. The things that you speak in your life are so important uh, and can really hurt you when it comes to living out victory. You know, Jesus, he knew the word and he spoke the word over his life. What he spoke was powerful. Like you said, your words have power, but... You you know, it's not just something like, you know, fun to say your words have power. No, the Bible actually says death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It is so important to have your words line up with the life of victory that uh, we're looking to live in our Christian lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important that like, even, you know, when you, like we were talking about, when you feel that temptation to sin rather than saying like, well, you know, I feel like, I just feel like doing this thing, you know, rather than almost like coming under it and just kind of agreeing with how you feel, standing up against it and just, and speaking, no, I'm going to, I'm going to walk in holiness. I'm going to walk in victory and, and not, coming under that, like speaking that death over yourself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So living, living out victory, right? We have two points, two keys to this. We have removing sin or things that cause you to sin. We have knowing the word and speaking the word. But then our, our next point, and this is one that a lot of Christians don't like to do, including like people that go to Bible college that are trained to be ministers. <laughs> like it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's but key number three is prayer and fasting. Mm. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is a key to having victory. Um, in Christ, like a if, if key to walking in victory. And, you know, some people, oh, I don't like to fast. You know, fasting's not really my thing. I have a medical condition, so I'm not able to fast. Well, do I really need to fast that much? What does fasting really do for me? Because that's the big one. You know, people are OK with like saying a quick little prayer or something like that. But then when it actually comes to fasting, oh, I'm not willing to do that. That's too hard. But in reality, it's not that hard when you're actually pressing in and filling that time you would be eating with, with the spirit and uh with god but uh, i'm gonna read mark 9 verse 29 to you in this passage scripture the disciples they try to cast out a demon and they're just not able to do it they they don't have the it seems like they don't have the authority to do it for some reason and jesus comes in and he casts out the demon and he goes he he says in mark 9 29 the disciples are basically like hey Why couldn't we cast out that demon? What's up with that? Well, Jesus says this kind, in turn referring to the demon, can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. Yeah. In other words, like fasting and prayer actually like give you power to live out that victory that we've been talking about. Like when a demonic thing stands up against you, if you've been praying and fasting, it's not going to stand a chance because this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. Yeah, it
0: brings like another level of power because you you're like saying no to your flesh to what your flesh wants which is which is food and you're saying like i'm like i want everything i want everything that god has yeah. and i want all of his spirit i want to like and it just brings you to that another level of power yeah. that actually changes it doesn't just change you but it changes what's happening around you just like with that demon like it had to go because of the level of authority and power. So you'll see that in your life too. When you begin to like to fast and pray.
1: Absolutely. Prayer and fasting is a key. It will take you to a whole nother level. And if you, if you don't feel, if you're like not walking in consistent victory, I would uh, ask yourself this question. Do I spend time in prayer and fasting? Like, prayer what I mean by that is like not just like thank you Lord for this day or like our father who are in heaven like that you know that's there's elements of that that are in prayer and stuff like that you know thanking God and everything but actually sitting down and like praying for a period of time and like talking to God having a conversation with him and being specific in your prayer life and stuff and being intentional in those things uh but like I said when we went to to Bible college um you know these are people training for ministry and they were not always willing to pray and fast. It was like a, it was like an option to them. Like, like a chore. Right. It was like a chore. Oh, I have to go pray and fast right now. And yeah, sometimes it can be difficult to deny your flesh and stuff, but ultimately it's, it's joyful to get close to God. It's joyful to spend time in his presence. And if you would choose to pray and fast, you'll be ahead of people that are actually uh, attempting to go into ministry right now. Uh, that we went to Bible college with you, you will have a more victorious life than people that are not willing to pray and fast.
0: Yeah, it it changes. It changes so much because these, some of these people that we know that would, you know, say these types of things, they would also in the same breath, um, you know, be, you know, talking about how they're having a hard time in ministry yep. or feel like, you know, feel really sad or feel like, you know, they can't stop sinning. And at the end of the day, like, like, where, what does your prayer life look like? What, yeah. What's happening behind closed doors that you're not, you aren't willing to give up yourself for a second to actually tap into another level of, like, power. And, God, like, God has, it's more than just... <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to go talk to God for a little bit, but actually, God's going to change your life. Yeah. By doing that.
1: Yeah. No, no, absolutely. That's it. prayer and fasting is huge, and again, it's not something that everybody is willing to do. So, if if you would pray and yeah. fast, you'll watch yourself go to a whole nother level of just victory uh, in your life, and and you'll watch as you'll um like like when I say new levels, like. Evangelist Wesley, you guys, most of my impact students know them. If you're not from impact, you should look up Evangelist Wesley Augury. He's a great, (laughs) great guy uh, and great man of God. But it's not like he just shows up to heat wave or when he comes to preach here. And just all of a sudden, the power of God follows him. He actually spends time in prayer and fasting so that he can live a life of victory. And so the power of God can flow uh, flow through him, especially my students that are that are watching that want to go in ministry. If you want to have the impact that someone like an evangelist Wesley has or someone like another minister you respect has. Prayer and fasting is going to be essential. It's going to, it's going to take you to new heights and you're going to walk with a new authority when you when you actually pray uh, and fast. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what, do you want to
0: say something? No, I just said that's good. Oh, okay,
1: that's <laughs> fine. Um, but, uh, you know, our three keys so far, we have removing sin or things that cause you to sin, knowing the word and speaking the word, and then prayer and fasting. Those are three huge keys. And the last thing that I want to go ahead and uh, talk about is taking authority over attacks from the enemy, Mm. taking authority over attacks from the enemy. And Brian, if you could pull up uh, Mark 16, uh, the great commission uh, section. And um, while you're doing that, I'm just going to share this. So many Christians and just roll over for the enemy. Like, Mm. Oh man, like I feel kind of sick right now. Well, you know, That's okay. You know, that's normal in life to feel sick sometimes. And I'm just going to kind of bow down to sickness. I'm going to bow down to my depression and stuff because, you know, everyone's depressed sometimes and everyone's anxious sometimes. And they talk this like defeated talk. And again, I see, I saw it with people I trained for in ministry that didn't pray, that didn't fast. And they just felt defeated all the time with depression and anxiety and all these things. But you can actually say no. Yeah. Try that out sometime. No. Like, you don't just have to roll over and say, okay, I'm just going to take it. You can actually take authority over it. Why? Because you have all authority. And Brianna's going to read that passage right now in Mark 16 about why we have all authority over these things.
0: Okay, Mark 16, uh, verse 15. And he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe they will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't harm them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. So how about
1: that right there? Right. It's it's so different from that mindset of. Sickness is normal and disease is normal. And while they they are things that happen in this world, if if you mean normal in that sense, like some people are sick and stuff like that sometimes. Yeah, sure. But the thing is that like as a believer, it doesn't have to be normal in your life. It literally doesn't have to be. Like I'm not trying to brag and I'm sure, you know, Brianna is the same way. I'm not trying to brag, but I'm not depressed. No, I'm just not. (laughs) And even if I feel sad, sometimes I don't claim depression over me. That's not the way that that works. Like, oh, I feel kind of sad. I have depression. Like, where does that even come from? It just it just like the world has lied to you to tell you that you have to be depressed. The Bible says in God's presence, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. If you're in the presence of God, you will have joy. And you could just take authority over the attack attacks of the devil.
0: Yeah, I think one thing you said is really good is that the life of a believer should look different. You should not look like the world. You shouldn't look like your friends at school who don't know Jesus. There's no reason why you have a, you have something on the inside of you that's greater than what they have. You have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So there's a power on the inside of you that this victorious power that, You shouldn't have to come under these things. You can, like Joey said, you can say no. No, I'm saying no to sadness today. I'm saying no to sickness. And I'm standing on the word of God, which says I can have joy. That says that by his stripes I'm healed. And you should look different as a believer. If you look the same as the world, you need need to kind of see what's going on. Yeah. Because you shouldn't look like these people in the world who don't have hope, who don't have a victory. So...
1: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And you know, you you should be different. Like you said, try this out sometime. Instead of just, I woke up this morning and I had the sniffles or I had a sore throat and just saying, ah, it is what it is. Try this out sometime. Try. In Jesus' name, thank you that you took my sickness and disease and anoint yourself with oil, like yeah. the scripture says, and rebuke it and tell it to go. Try that out sometime. Yeah. Try it out. It will change your life. It will, it will literally make, it, make you so much different. Have I been sick before? Yes. Have I, fe- I mean, I should say, have I felt sick? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I just tell it to go, and sickness doesn't stay there stay in my body for very long. it leaves very fast because the blood of Jesus Christ has paid for my sickness and has paid for my disease and Brian and I have both seen this in our lives it's yeah. very very uh we we refuse to live a life that's the same as the rest of, as the rest of the world
0: yeah there's no reason why you should when you have a savior and you have a hope like a victory and I love this passage that uh in march mark sixteen which talks about like this authority that we have over like over demons, over sickness, that nothing can harm you as a believer because you you carry something. You carry Jesus, this the name above every name, yeah. the power that's great. He has power that's greater than anything in this world. And so, yeah, you should you should look different. Yes. You should look different. I can't like get over it. But like you should look different.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Your friends should notice a difference in your life when when you're following uh Christ. And and here's why you have authority as well. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 that the same spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. Like if the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you, that means that you can, you have something inside of you that is powerful enough to raise Christ from the dead. Yeah. That's what that means. That same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. If it can raise Christ from the dead, I think it could take care of a small little cold or something like that. Yeah. That comes in your life. And the thing that gets me really upset is sometimes believers give Satan all this power. It's like Satan yeah. is bigger than God. like, Okay, you know, well, you know, sometimes sickness is, just happens and stuff like that, and it is what it is. I, I said this on the retreat that we were on. Satan is a puny, powerless, <laughs> pathetic piece of garbage. Like he he is he is terrible. Yeah. Like he he's like that. He's like a a, a newborn baby that's trying to fight you or something like that. <laughs> it, it's like there there's no power there. He might he's even less powerful than a newborn baby. He is. He's he's garbage. That That's basically what I'm trying yeah. to say right now. But uh, <laughs> but um, the reason why we're laughing so much is because people don't get that. No, they think they do. But then when it the actually push comes to shove, they don't act like it.
0: They like, it's they just come under it. They, they, they come, come under, under what it. he's doing. Yeah,
1: it's it, it's it's really sad. And it's. What to me is what's sad is I don't get mad at Christians that act as though that the devil has so much power. Oh, the devil got me again. I get more mad at their pastor and the people that are teaching them because they should be taught that they have victory over the devil and they can walk in victory and the devil's powerless. Um, Colossians 2 verses 13 through, uh, through 15. I want Brianna to read that for a second. But while she's searching that up, uh, this passage right here is so key and it builds around this whole doctrine of living out victory and the fact that the devil is powerless and Brianna is going to go ahead and read that. Do you have it, honey? Yep. Okay. 13.
0: You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all of our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross.
1: Disarmed. His victory over them. Yeah. Christ has victory. And we we you know we teach these things all the time about how we're united with Christ when we've given our life to him. If we're united with him in his death, how much more are we united with him in his resurrection and his life? If yeah. he has victory and he disarmed it all and we're in him, then we have victory too. The devil is like... I, yeah. I I just I like to talk about how like <laughs> terrible the devil is and how puny he is. I when I say terrible, I mean like pathetic, pathetic. Yeah. Not terrible. Like oh, he's coming for you. Like so many, you know. Oh, the devil, the devil got me again today, Pastor Joey. It's like the devil got you again today. <laughs> Who is he? Like. I just I just don't even get that. It's like David, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He said to, to Goliath, because he just was like, Who is this enemy yeah, of God? Who, who do you th- think you yeah, are? Yeah,
0: exactly. Who do you think you are to try to come against God when you've literally already been defeated? Right. You've already been defeated. You just gotta remind him, say, hey, get out. You don't really belong here. Yeah. You don't belong here.
1: No, the the devil has no place. Uh, in the life of a believer. Yeah. Things might try and come against you. Absolutely. I'm not going to deny that things have tried to come against me in my life, but I don't just sit there and do nothing about it and just hope that it goes away. I go on the offensive against, against, uh, the devil and his powers because he's already defeated. Like with the reason why you can live in victory. And the reason why we don't just say go and get victory is because it's already been won for you. You don't have to go and find victory anymore. And I I talked about this in my sermon uh, a couple of weeks ago, talking about uh, victory. If you want to check that out on our YouTube channel, quick little plug, you can go (laughs) check that out. But uh, it talks all about this victory that we already have. It's it 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 mind it mind boggles me sometimes as to why Christians live as defeated as they do. And again, I don't blame the people. I blame the people that are studying the Bible and teaching them. So
0: yeah, it's like that, like kind of like that saying goes: "You don't have to fight for victory; you fight from it. Right? You fight from it because you already have it." And there, I mean, I don't even use like use like like using the word "fight" because there's hmm. there's no fight left That's actually. Right. So Jesus already won. The fight is actually just like for you to stand up and say no. You fight your flesh to say no. I'm not listening, I'm not just coming under my feelings or coming under how I, fe- you know, how I feel like this should be, but I'm standing up. Right.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, Brianna just rebuked me for something I said in my sermon, basically. Because she, <laughs> I didn't mean she said, to. I, I used the word fight. Uh, I you know, didn't fight mean for to say victory, it like that. Fight from, No, it's okay. I. I she, she's right, though. She's right. See, this is why going back to relationships for those of you that are in, in impact, this is why you need a godly person to to marry that understands the word. She's right. There is no fight. It's 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 over. Like, yeah. it's it's already been won, But the last verse that I want to read real quick is Hebrews 2 14. I have it right here. Um, it says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he what? Break the power of the devil who had the power mm-hmm. of death, had past tense, had power of death. Break the power of the devil. The devil literally has no power. Don't listen to anyone that says that devil is coming for you. He, like yeah, no. okay, fine. Great.
0: <laughs> yeah, come like, at me. Like, le-
1: like go for it, brother. <laughs> like, you know, you know, what's what you got over there? I shouldn't even call him brother. He's not a brother, you know, but but you know, he's he's just trash he's trash and start and you know if you need to sometimes start saying that out loud for yourself like go ahead and, you know what uh, go ahead and, um, Marshall our our uh, media um, one of our creative people says that I should do this or whatever drop in the comments right here <laughs> say the devil is trash like if you've gotten this for the devil is trash you can say he's garbage you can just just no expletives don't if there's anybody that deserves an expletive it's the devil but you but still no expletives all right We're but, Christians good, cr- we're we're holy. Christians holy but you could just talk about how terrible the devil is in the comments feel more than free uh, that would be great and you could talk about the victory that christ has as well if you want to go ahead yeah. and drop that comment you could say the devil is trash christ is victorious go ahead and drop that in the comments
0: that's good i like
1: that uh <laughs> no Mar- marshall's the man we got marshall and dj it's like the message students.
0: version of like some of these scriptures the yeah devil is the message
1: trash. version that's it i i like i like that right there this is that's the that's the joey santora version right there but um but uh Thank you guys so much uh, for listening and for tuning in to our very first podcast, The Living Out Victory. I'm just going to review our keys for you guys one more time. We have removing sin or things that cause you to sin. We have knowing the word and speaking the word prayer and fasting, taking authority over the attacks from the enemy. Those are all keys to living out victory. And I pray that everybody listening to this would actually decide to live out victory in your life. If you're watching this and you haven't given your life to Christ, that's the very first step. And if you want to do that, I encourage you to reach out to us on one of our social media platforms, Impact Youth, uh, and just check us out and uh, DM us and we'll lead you and guide you through that. But if you've given your life to Christ, I pray that you live a life of victory uh uh, remember at impact that we say that jesus came to set you free because he did and at faith church uh which is the greater church that we're attached to uh we believe that with jesus you're destined to win so thank you so much for tuning into uncanceled we love you guys so much and we hope that you'll check out our next video god bless you all
0: thank you for listening to the uncanceled podcast we hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.